right, so throughout the last week, the market's fallen a lot. And when you see your portfolio plummeting day after day, it's hard not to feel like your money isn't just being flushed down the toilet while it evaporates into the abyss of the market. After all, the fear index dropped to its worst level in almost a year. China just began delisting one of its largest companies from the U.S. stock exchange. Bitcoin dropped 20% in just a few hours. The Federal Reserve intends to raise rates faster than expected. And to top it all off, Charlie Munger now says that the market is even crazier than the dot-com bust. So today we got to talk about exactly what's going on, the biggest mistakes that investors are making right now, dive into some of these articles that have come out in the last week warning that the market is poised for another drop. And then we're going to look at this objectively to determine whether or not it's full of shit. The goal of this video should not only make you a more well-balanced investor, but also if you listen to it, it's hopefully going to end up making you more money. Oh, and also it does help to control yourself to drop a like on the video for the YouTube algorithm by making it turn blue. That's it, especially if you want me to do more cinematic intros like this where I flush motion picture money down the toilet. So just let me know if you guys enjoy that. Thank you guys so much for watching and also big thank you to Policy Genius for sponsoring this video, but more on that later. All right, so first, I know I always preach the age-old saying, buy and hold, don't time the market, time in the market beats timing the market, the stock market is not the economy, and the market can remain irrational longer than you could remain solvent. But you can't deny that at least right now, there are some really interesting factors at play that affect all of us as investors in the short term that are worth taking into consideration. Because at the very least, it's entertaining to learn about, and at the very best, understanding these concepts can help save you some more money. So in terms of why the stock market's down, we can't talk about this without mentioning Omicron. Or Omicron. I had no idea how to pronounce it. It is what it is. This is a new variant recently discovered in South Africa that lately has been making its way across the United States. Upon learning about its existence, the U.S. placed a travel ban within several countries, additional travel restrictions were put in place, Germany locked down its unvaccinated residences, and as you would expect, the stock market went into a panic. Within the last month, airline and travel stocks have been at or near a bear market, tourism-based businesses are bracing for the worst, and everything seems to be dependent on the severity of a new variant that's unlikely to probably be contained. But we can say that in relation to the stock market, the one thing it hates more than anything is uncertainty. Even though the prognosis seems to be optimistic so far, the concern is that we don't have enough data at our disposal to determine how much of an issue this is, if it's more or less worrisome than other variants, how bad symptoms might be or if it proves resistant to a vaccine. It's a whole bunch of question marks that just require more time and testing. And when the stock market is left to its own devices, it tends to price in the worst possible case scenario. Of course, all of this is wild speculation using what-ifs and hypothetical scenarios. But given the previous all-time highs at the end of the year during a time where investors could sell off losing positions as a tax write-off, it makes sense that the market would see downward pressure on these concerns and this type of volatility is to be expected. However, what makes this unique unique is that it's not just travel and retail stocks that are dropping, but instead it's also tech and energy, which should theoretically be doing even better if people are staying home. So why are they falling? Well, all of that is due in part to what's known as the Federal Reserve taper. See, in the beginning of the shutdown, the Federal Reserve lowered their interest rates all the way down to pretty much nothing in an effort to stimulate the economy. The thought was that if borrowing becomes free, or at least very close to it, companies would borrow more money, they would spend more money, people would make more money, and the economy would grow. But as a side effect to that, we got an investment market that's skyrocketing to all-time highs while inflation skyrockets to its highest level in over 30 years. Now, up until now, the Federal Reserve assured us that these price increases were simply due to supply chain bottlenecks and labor shortages during a time where demand was increasing. But throughout the last year, inflation has proved to be a lot longer lasting and a lot higher than anyone anticipated.
anticipated, to the point where now the Federal Reserve no longer calls it transitory, and instead they want to take quicker action to make sure things don't get too out of hand. Now, they've said from the very beginning that they have no intention of raising interest rates until they reach what's called maximum employment, which is basically just a fancy way of saying the maximum employment of an economy that's not in a boom or a bust, just coasting along. Now, this is really important to mention because on Friday, the U.S. announced that the unemployment rate dropped to 4.2%, meaning we're getting very close to the point of maximum employment where they could begin raising rates again. Quick, everyone should quit their jobs. In this case, if interest rates increase, then tech and growth stocks tend to decrease because higher rates take away from future cash flow. And as a result, as you would guess, they end up falling. That is why nearly everything in Kathy Wood's ARK fund is in a bear market, except for two. And when the expectation is that those interest rates are about to increase, those stocks will fall. However, it is really important to note that interest rates are not increasing right now, and the plan requires it to be done very slowly, so most likely it'll be over the course of a year. Regardless, though, stocks and high interest rates are very much like vampires and garlic. So a sell-off today is largely in anticipation of what's probably going to soon happen, but only time will tell. But the bigger issue on the list is something that I have yet to talk about here on the channel, and that would be the potential delisting of Chinese stocks on the U.S. stock market. But before we go into that, listen, as I'm sure you're aware, we are now days away from the new year, and now is the time to make sure you have the proper life insurance coverage to help the people you care about the most, all thanks to our video sponsor, Policy Genius. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place, and you could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. Now, I get it. Insurance is never something you want to think about needing, and chances are, if you still don't have it, uh, you've been putting it off for quite some time. But life insurance gets more expensive the longer you put it off. Most people need 10 times the insurance that their employer offers, and now is the perfect time to make sure your loved ones are financially taken care of in the event something happens. Plus, Policy Genius makes it extremely easy. First, head to policygenius.com slash Graham, and then in minutes, you could work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. Then, when you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and scheduling for free. And best of all, Policy Genius never sells your information to third parties. They don't add on any extra fees, and their licensed experts work for you and not the insurance companies, so you can trust them to help you navigate every step of the buying and shopping process along the way. So head to policygenius.com slash Graham to get started right now. And with that said, let's get back to the video. Of course, as a bit of a background, China and the U.S. have had a unique relationship over these last few decades. On the surface, China would help the U.S. with goods and services, and Wall Street would help China with global finance. But in recent years, China's become more strict with their publicly traded businesses. And by doing so, they've attempted to place more regulation within their economy. However, this really began to boil over a few days ago with the Chinese ride-hailing giant Didi. The company IPO'd in the U.S. on June 30th, but allegedly Chinese regulators were not happy about the decision. And now they've announced that they will delist from the U.S. stock exchange in favor of the Hong Kong Stock Exchange instead. The concern at this point, though, is that if it starts here, where exactly does it end? Arguably, there's a multitude of Chinese companies trading on the U.S. stock exchange, with Alibaba being one of the biggest, with a $300 billion valuation. Now, as anyone can see, shares of the company have been trading downward the moment its founder, Jack Ma, spoke against the Chinese government, went missing for a stretch of time, and since then has rarely been seen. If a company like this gets delisted, which is certainly a possibility, we could expect U.S. investors to begin losing a lot of money. On top of that, the SEC made it clear that it's serious about delisting Chinese stocks from U.S. exchanges if the companies don't follow its financial disclosure. 
disclosure rules. This was the result of Chinese publicly traded companies like Luckin Coffee, who was accused of falsifying financials, raising money in the U.S., and then collapsing once those numbers proved to be unsustainable. The SEC claims that for Chinese stocks to be tradable on a U.S. exchange, they must agree to be fully audited and verified on a regular basis to ensure their accuracy. Otherwise, they're just not going to be allowed. The goal is to basically prevent a situation where companies report erroneous numbers, U.S. investors buy them up, and the loss is at the expense of the investor if and when these numbers are revealed to be false. China, however, says that they're reluctant to let overseas regulators inspect local accounting firms due to national security concerns. So given this new audit and ruling, it's estimated that more than 200 companies could be kicked off the U.S. stock exchange, and that would serve as a major warning to any U.S. investors buying Chinese companies. Now, obviously, if this resolves itself, it could be a good opportunity. But you also take a massive risk in the event things get worse. And for that reason, investing in these stocks right now is to take the chance that they will comply and not delist, which at this point is up in the air. Although if you think Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is going to save you from a drop in price, not quite. Over the weekend, Bitcoin dropped $10,000 or 17% in a few hours as $1.4 billion was liquidated from the market in a sudden flash crash. So why? Well, Coindesk explains that 1,500 Bitcoin were sold in a single minute. And that triggered a mass sell-off event all caused by one major issue of cryptocurrency, and that would be leverage. One way of calculating this is through what's called open interest, which represents the number of open contracts on a single investment, or in more simple terms, how many people have options to buy a specific investment by a specific date in the future. In stocks, one option contract is a contract to purchase 100 shares, so in theory your money is leveraged by 100 times. Giving you, of course, the power to either make a lot of money or lose a lot of money, depending on which way the market goes. In this case, however, Coindesk mentions that Bitcoin dominates open interest has remained above 365000 for more than a month. This could suggest the market is currently oversaturated with leverage. And when that happens, during a sell-off, we're very likely to see a crash exactly like this. Just imagine one person selling a large amount of Bitcoin, causing the price to quickly fall. But that drop causes these traders to be margin-called, and their position is sold away to cover their loss. However, that selling pressure causes more margin calls, which causes more margin calls, and more margin calls, and all of a sudden, the price crashes further, just because the price is crashing further. All of a sudden, now everyone with stop losses gets liquidated, and in minutes, you could have a situation where the price falls substantially out of nowhere. Now, on the bright side, this can reset the market in terms of leverage and provide a fantastic opportunity to buy the dip, like El Salvador, who cheers every time it drops to the point where they could buy more, even mentioning that he missed the dip by uh, seven minutes. But others also speculate that if the stock market drops, people tend to cash out of other riskier investments as a way to raise capital, and cryptocurrency tends to fall into that. Although with all of that said, it's still very important just to zoom out for a little bit and realize that Bitcoin is up 150% over the year. And this is the type of drop that happens on a regular basis for many times seemingly no reason at all. To me, this just comes with the territory and that's why it's so important only to invest money here that you're comfortable watching drop in price. Now for myself, cryptocurrency makes up less than 6% of my overall portfolio. So if it drops, I don't panic and I just keep buying more. I also just throw it over to BlockFi because at least they're paying me interest on something that I was planning to hold anyway. And of course, if anyone wants up to $250 with a free Bitcoin, feel free to use my link at BlockFi.com slash Graham or use it down below in the description if you want to sign up. This is a platform that I've been using myself now for about a year and so far I've been really happy with them. Although, like I said, in the big picture, this is a normal occurrence for Bitcoin, so I don't see any reason to panic even if the price falls further. So, nothing to see here. But in terms of how common it is to see a drop like this in the stock market, rest 
assured it actually happens way more than you would think. In fact, since 1920, the S&P 500 has on average seen a 5% pullback three times a year. On top of that, market corrections, which are defined as a drop of 10% or more, happens on average every 16 months, and throughout the last 20 years, this kind of drop happened 11 times. Plus, if you're anything like me and you enjoy averages, the average drop has so far been 15.6% at last for 71.6 days. Now, bear markets, on the other hand, are defined as a drop of at least 20% or more. Now, according to data, this typically happens every 7 to 10 years, and when it hits, it tends to hit pretty hard. During a bear market, the stock market drops an average of 33.18%, and it falls over a period of 363 days. Although any drop more than that is actually pretty rare. Like throughout the entire market, a drop of 40% or more has only happened four times in the last 120 years. Once in 1929, again during the 1970s, once again during the 2001 dot-com crash, and then again in 2009. That's it. So even though it's possible, it's certainly not common. All of this is to say that honestly, what we're seeing right now in the stock market is nothing special. It's not unique. And if history shows us anything, it's that this happens on a regular basis. Now, in terms of what you could do about this, though, the saying riches are made in recessions is a perfect motto to live by. The fact is, had you invested in the March 2020 bottom when everyone was worried about the collapse of the economy, you would have made a lot of money. It's kind of funny, but the best times to buy are usually the times where everyone else thinks it's a bad time to buy and things are going to get worse. So because of that, you really shouldn't fear drops like this. Even though it's hard to watch and it's not easy seeing your money being flushed down the toilet, if you're not planning on selling and you don't need the money for the next 10 years, just consider it a holiday discount, keep buying as normal, and don't let this stop you. Now, in the moment, no one knows what's going to happen and maybe it drops even more. But long term, if you're diversified and don't invest in companies that can't audit their financials, you should be okay as long as you destroy the like button for the YouTube algorithm and subscribe. So with that said, you guys, thank you so much for watching. Also, make sure to hit the notification bell and feel free to add me on Instagram or on my second channel, The Graham Stephan Show. I post there every single day. I'm not posting here. So if you want to see a brand new video from me every single day, make sure to add yourself to that. And lastly, if you want a completely free stock, now worth all the way up to $1,000, use the link down below in the description and sign up for public using the code Graham. Plus, I'm posting all of my own stock trades on there. So if you want to see what I am buying, the link is down below. You may as well sign up. Enjoy. Thank you so much for watching and until next time.